And here we are. We're live. We're live. Wednesday night. Hey, everybody. How are you? Beautiful Wednesday night. Finally, we're getting some good weather out here. We're up in New England still. Uh, we had a way we go away next weekend. Uh, the Portland seminar sold out, which is really, really exciting. Anyway, uh, this is Jeff Gomez. I mean, I'm sorry, Jeff Gelman. This is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training and the wonderful Joel. And this is the What Would Jeff Do show. Now, the What Would Jeff Do show, as well as the Jeff Gelman Problem Solving Series, I'll put those two together because those are literally based on how to stop unwanted behaviors. That's mm. the specialty. Right. How to stop unwanted behaviors. Obviously, we use food and clicker, and there's millions of videos out there from any dog trainer on how to train your core basic commands. Mm. Sit, down, place, recall, even if you want to delve into like, you know, trick training and all that stuff. Heal. But when it comes to stopping unwanted behaviors, you can't use a reward-based system. Right. You can't. It's not possible. So we that's where a lot of balanced trainers come in with positive reinforcement. It's like, okay, that's great, but not to stop. So we specialize in stopping unwanted behaviors. I often use the word correction, but I often use the word punishment. A lot of people, punishment has been hijacked to mean abuse, but all the punishment is, is the way we use it is, it's just the opposite of a reward. That's it. It's unemotional. It's matter of fact. It's one to three seconds. And then you've got to figure out what punisher, what aversive to the dog is going to be the biggest inhibitor of that bad behavior. So it doesn't have to happen again. Then obviously, once you stop that, that's the big thing is you've got to stop the unwanted behavior before you can train the wanted behavior. And a lot of people are either just training wanted behaviors and ignoring the unwanted behavior, hoping mm -hmm. it'll just organically go away, or they're, well, we'll get to the stopping of the bad behavior, you know, later, but it's like, but how about if it's biting? Yeah. Like, don't you want to stop that now? How about if it's redirecting? How about if it's like massive leech reactivity? How about if it's dragging your butt down the street? Mm -hmm. So step one, stop the nonsense, stop the dangerous behavior, stop the unwanted behavior. And then you can get to step two, which is three, four, five, actually, which is train what you want, proof it, and then put it into the real world. And then pattern, repeat, it. pattern it and then reinforce it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what we put out in a lot of our videos, which are very detail-oriented, um, sometimes I feel like people don't read the whole narrative, which is too bad because there's so much information. That's just because they ask all of the same questions, which we don't mind, but it's in the narrative. Mm -hmm. It's like, we, you know, Joelle spends a lot of time writing um you know, in the narrative. It's so, so important. Um, keep in mind that the work, the same stuff we do, hundreds, if not thousands of other dog trainers that work with dogs that are dangerous, aggressive, challenging, are doing the same work we are. Mm -hmm. We just are more candid about it. We show it more. We talk about it more, but we're not unique at all. No. It's, it's, you know, it's like, for instance, the barker the barker, which is the wrapped up co the cotton towel. And there's nothing in between. All it is is a cotton towel. And you say no first, and then you deploy and you always do it when the dog is loading. In fact, we put up a great video. I think, was it this week you put up the video? Today's only Wednesday, or was it last week? No, it was this week. About Maybe um, like Monday. It was literally a, um, a the most obvious sign of loading. A lot of signs of loading are not so obvious. It was at German Shepherd at our last leash reactivity seminar, which by the way, we have one this weekend. That one is sold out. Um, and that's like the dog is ready to do the unwanted behavior. That's actually when you do the correction, whatever that correction is. You don't wait until the dog explodes. Yeah. We often talk about it compared to, you know, you know, you know, 
staying sober. It's like, so why would you let your best friend who you're trying to help with their sobriety walk into a bar? Like, no, you can't go in the bar. Or what are you going to do in the bar? To ginger ale? No, 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 you're not allowed to go in there. No, you can't call your dealer. What are you going to do? Hang out and have, you know, you know, caramel macchiatinos? Yeah. It's like, you know, so no, you can't do that at all. So I think that it's important that people understand step one. It's often confused because oftentimes it looks like dogs actually aren't doing anything, but they're loading. They're thinking of doing something. Yeah. And these are dogs that have, that have shown like, you know, pattern behaviors, battered behaviors over and over and over again. For all the people on YouTube, um, not even just YouTube, anybody. No, it's YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. There's something called Top Chats, and that gets you to the top of the queue. Well, it's But you do not have to pay to play. We answer as many questions as we can in the time we have allotted. Um, and uh, you ask the question. Joel reads it. I answer it. Sometimes they're short and sweet, maybe not complete. Um, put that on a t-shirt. Um, and, uh, but at least it'll give you a good head start. The cool thing is we've got 5,000 videos, 40,000 pieces of content, 10,000 hours of audio content for people to refer back to. So this is just to give people a head start. So jump right in, Joelle. Okay. Um, Jamie, things are still improving since the New Jersey seminar. Nice. Thank you. Have been focusing on things like calmly putting Collars, waiting at thresholds, car etiquette, lots of structured walking now. Hi, Joelle. Oh, Jamie, Hi, Jamie. so proud of you, Jamie. Yeah. Um, Jamie made is a Jamie the one whose dog dragged her yes, down? Yes, Husky. Yeah, Husky dog. Yeah, so this is what another thing is, is I wish we would have videotaped this, is we had a dog that came in the other day for a one-on-one, -on -one and it drags its owner everywhere. Walking from our rubber room, the rubber room, for anybody that's familiar with any of our content, is the main room that we do all our training in, to our own private parking lot. It's about a 15 second walk. Mm -hmm. We took, we turned that into a 30 minutes training protocol Yeah, where we made every step count, every threshold count. We worked on the dog's state of mind and their body position. And then the owner's leash handling it was all done with leash, yep. all leash work. That's it. And it's getting her to read her dog better. So she understood her dog better because sometimes when a dog is just pulling and lunging, and they're not slowed down, it's hard to read them. Mm -hmm. They're always like exploding. So once you start slowing things down, you've got to be like, pay attention to all these little, little things. So good for you, Jamie. Proud of you. Yeah, good job. Yep. Thomas, stay safe, you guys. Always stay, stay safe. Always. Thanks from Ireland. Next. Courtney, my borble reacts to dogs who bark at him on yep. our walks, yep. a lot like Clifford. Yep. I do walk with treats. He's very good with dogs who don't bark, but when they do, he's very reactive and strong. How do I stop him reacting so extremely? So that's a great question. So this is the thing is like, you probably, you, first of all, be careful how you use your, don't use the treat during the bad behavior or to stop the bad behavior because you're reinforcing it. So just just keep in mind, we also do positive reinforcement training. We actually probably spend most of our day doing positive reinforcement training at the beginning of any boarding train because we're trying to train dogs what we want them to do. Mm -hmm. The issue is a lot of people are re trying to redirect from the barking dog, mm -hmm. and you can't. So what I want you to do is start recognizing what loading is. Sometimes it's just quick because the dog is barking, but role play it. Try to find friends. Try to find the, the yard that has the fence with the barking dogs and you work on all of those, okay? You'll, you'll work on all of those. So, and then that's when you apply your punisher. So whether that's a remote collar, a leash pop, um, you know, believe it or not, squirt bottles can be very, very effective. You know, again, it's like people look at a squirt bottle as okay and acceptable, but a remote collar or shock collar is bad, but it's like, but the dog actually stops the behavior. Therefore the squirt bottle was 
technically a bigger punisher. Yeah. So the the squirt bottle instilled more fear in the dogs. But it sounds nicer. But it sounds nicer, right? But I've also seen people, you know, I've had a squirt bottle before and I've had the dog literally lunge and attack my hand. But it's a squirt bottle. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like, you know, so it's like it's not about what society thinks about the tools, it's what the dog thinks about the tools. Next. 999 top chat from Prairie Pack. Oh, thanks Prairie Pack. Dog will duck, walk, and heal and stealth poop. He doesn't poop walking. He doesn't stop walking. So oh, we don't always those. see it yes. until there's a nugget trail. Yes. Can, should this be corrected since he isn't on break? Okay. Thanks. So you can all either get the, what's the thing they use for horses? The carriage horses in New York City? It's like that it, little basket. Yeah, the little basket. Catches their shit. Yeah, you have to get a little basket that catches their poop. This is the duck thing. Walk. This is the thing. So, so potty the dog pre-walk. All right. Maybe you want to stop 15 minutes into the walk. Um, I mean, that's pretty, pretty impressive skill set. Um, really is. Most dogs will put the brakes on and drop trow and poop. We let them, you know, I would say you'd have to have somebody else walking behind you with a pooper scooper, number one, but with walking behind you, they could run your correction device because they're going to see as it happened. Is it possible to get that sphincter to close on a correction? Yes, it actually is. Next. Um, Ashley, hello from 95 degrees, Florida. I'll be happy to take a break and listen to the show. Thanks for the advice on Zoom yesterday. I'll be pumping up his training going forward. Hugs. Proud of you, Ashley. Ashley, really proud of you. And I'm glad you're taking a break. Courtney, I already read that. J-Ron, hey guys, happy Wednesday. Hey, hope everything's great. J-Ron in the friendly skies. Stephanie, how do I get a pug puppy potty trained? Peas and crate, poops and crate, even on strict schedule and water food removed. Peas on bed or without bed in crate, three months old. Okay, it's 12 weeks old. Okay, how do I get a pug puppy potty trained? Peas and crate, poops and crate, even on strict schedule and water food removed. Okay, peas on bed or without bed. So definitely want to get rid of the bed. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. We're going to do. Tighten up the size of the crates. So tighten up. It's it's a, what is it, a pug? So you're talking about a small dog, a really small dog. Make it really, really small. Also check for worms and check for UTI. So has the dog been dewormed and check for UTI. Um, um, And also it's just 12 weeks old. It has not figured out the schedule yet. So what I want you to do is make an Excel spreadsheet, days of the week across the top, the top axis, time of day on the up and down axis, okay? Uh, On the vertical axis. Start marking the successes and the mistakes and see if there's any sort of pattern to it. And then adjust your schedule to that pattern. And then start getting that dog out preemptively and then also when the dog goes to go to go out, go out the exact same door every time go to the exact same spot give it a command click and treat on successful completion outside mm-hmm. next stephanie i already read that <laughs> um Kara, hey guys, haven't caught your live in a while. Went to my first bite work seminar the last oh, two nice. days. Oh, fun. Um, my GSD has no drive for the work, but she had the best obedience of all the dogs. Thanks, y'all. So, Kara, what I would do is it's possible. I mean, a lot of my so I, I'm not I'm not I don't I don't I'm not don't have any really uh, um, connections to the sport world, sport dog world, which is amazing skill set to me. Um, but I do have some canine trainer friends and they actually want green dogs to come in with no obedience on them at all. So they want to do them on all their, their tasks. So if it's going to be scent work, they want them to do either explosive or drug. 
um, or not, I mean, they're doing cell phone, whatever the scent, the scent has to be. Um, they want them in high drive before they put the obedience on them. So, but I would talk to your sport dog trainer and they can probably get that dog to be a little bit more drivier through the use of play. It's all done usually through the use of play. So whether that's a flirt pole or probably start out with a flirt pole, then go to a tug. So, you know, definitely want to talk to them about it next. Turbocharge suggestions on how to become a dog trainer in Tennessee, Alabama. So there's a bunch of different things you can do. The number, no matter what it is you do, you've got to work dogs. You've got to work dogs. You can um, also intern underneath a dog trainer. So what I would do is I'd find a dog. There's plenty of dog trainers down in Tennessee and Alabama. Also, if we're talking about pet dog training, which is what I do, I work with pet dogs. So what I would do is see if you can do an internship. So for instance, if you walked up to a, you know, called up 20 dog trainers in your area and said, I'll work for 90 days for free for you. You know, would you do that? I mean, people spend all this money to go to school, but you're offering, so what's the difference, right? What's the difference? And if it might only be five or six hours a day, you can still hold down a job somewhere else, right? So just get off video games, get off, you know, get off your scrolling and, puts it around like we all have six there's 24 hours in a day most people only sleep six to eight of those so it gives you a lot of time in the day so you can you can do that there are some traditional schools you can go to um the bottom line is a lot of people are like oh do i need to be certified it's like no you actually don't need to be certified you actually don't it's a false sense you need to have success you need to be able to work dogs and you need to be able to document your proof a lot of people give me a hard time because I have no certificate. It's like I can take a I can take a test tomorrow and write all the right answers and get a certificate. Does that make me any worse or better than I am than I am now? You know what I mean? It's like there are a lot of people out there that have got all kinds of certificates. There's actually like certificate, you know, junkies. They want to keep adding like letters after their name, but it's like work the dog. Work the dog. Show me what you do. What's your skill set? So, um, I think your average family pet owner wants results. Next, Point Dexter Park. What are the pros and cons of working for a big dog training company? Uses e collar, but doesn't appear to use punishers. Versus starting my own training business. I'll be at Mastermind in June. So, I mean, all dog training involves punishers. All dog training involves punishers. News alert. Putting a leash on a dog is considered a punisher. Not pulling on the leash, putting the leash on. You are restricting the dog's freedom of movement. You have taken away their freedom of movement. Therefore, it is a punisher. So the issue is if they're using remote collars, does their website say they don't use punishers? Because they might just put that there so they don't get all the hate like we get. But I would find that I find that unethical if they don't. So the, one of the reasons why we get so much hate is because we're so transparent and we show our work. Meanwhile, thousands of dog trainers are doing the exact same stuff as me. How do I know? Because I've seen them do the work. Very well-known dog trainers are using bonkers. Like I'm not the only one. There's at least a thousand dog trainers that are using bonkers. Millions of dog owners are using bonkers. It's not a unique thing, you know. So, so I think that. People are using punishers. They just might not realize it. So you can give it a shot, see how it works out. I mean, if it's not this company, it might be another company. Or start your own business. Next. 
Caroline, hey guys. So I have a 14 week old golden doodle and my frisbee is 14 years old. Ooh. Situation is puppy wants to play hard yeah. and frisbee wants nothing to do with yeah. her. Splash barks and lunges at frisbee. I'm advocating for frizz by putting splash puppy on prong collar leash and using place command. I don't think I can get frizz to bond with her, but they have to coexist peacefully. Please help. So what I would do um, is uh, absolutely you're doing the right thing about advocating for your older dog. Bless you, Ange. I think, bless you, Ange. Um, I think it's important that you do that um, because there will be a point in time where the young puppy pisses off the older dog and then it'll snap at it. That happens often. So what I would do is you can um, bonk the dog for giving, you know, Frizz a hard time. Next. Um, a by Taglia. Hey, J&J. Wishing you the best day. Love you both. My foster with separation anxiety is doing much better, nice. but recently started whining, howling when I let my dogs out for potty, even though I keep them separate most of the time. We just exist. What would Jeff do? Correct the dog. The dog knows you're doing it. The dog knows you're doing it. In fact, today, Kristen walked in. She just walked in the rubber room. She does admin work for me, but she also walks dogs and helps rotate and feed dogs. The two puppies woke up from a sound sleep and started going nuts. Yeah. Literally as she just walked in the room. Mm -hmm. It's like association. Yeah. Oh, Kristen's here. We're going to be going like outside and having some fun. Because mm -hmm. she doesn't do training, but she'll like take them for a walk or like play with them. Mm-hmm. You know, to keep She's them active. She's a fun lady. She's a fun lady. Yeah. So um, what I would do is I would correct that next. Nora, 22-month-old, reactive, anxious, fearful, golden retriever, right. male dog, walking in heel position, has been bonked and corrected with e-collar in the past, and he also wears a prong as backup. He sees a dog now and is not reacting as much, but he will start to lose his heel. He gets sloppy, yes. may forge ahead slightly, bang into my heel yep, leg yep, yep. like he's drunk. Yep. Do I correct that or be happy he isn't reacting? So I would probably, you know, number one, I would keep the alcohol a couple of shelf shelves up higher and stop leaving your unopened beers all around, number one. Also, all that beer that's, you know, spilled over and the floor's a little bit sticky, the dog's licking it up. What I would do is I would watch the spatial pressure video. Spatial pressure video. Next Courtney, he's good with the dogs up the street that are fenced in. Thank you. You're welcome. Jennifer, I have a seven-month-old lab pup who responds well to e-collar, except ah. when she is sniffing. I use Sport Dog 425SX stubborn dog collar on highest setting to recall during these times. She acts as if she's not even feeling right. it. It is working. You can see her neck pulse. So check for fit. Also, keep in mind... There's, a, there's arousal. There's drive. So dogs go through underground fencing on purpose, and that's electricity. They go, they pace back and forth, and they go through, and they know they're going to get shot because they do it once a week. Why? There's something good on the other side. It might be actually the neighbor's dog they want to play with. It might be prey. It might be... Oh, I see a tennis ball in the in the neighbor's yard. I want to get that tennis ball. Like it could be, it could be anything. So it's possible you might need check for fit, check for placement. You also might need a stronger remote collar. Also, your timing might be off. You might have to be correcting your dog sooner than you think. Next. Ashley, does neutering a two-year-old dog help stop marking? I've never caught him marking, but has specific areas in my house that he is marking. <laughs> 
try different sprays to stop him from marking that item again, well, blocked off areas, but then he will mark different items. Exactly. So this is what you have to do. No, it won't help historically. Your dog has probably got a practice behavior. Okay. I know many, many, many desex dogs that still mark. Now, what I, this is how you stop marking. So the question is, that's Ashley, right? The question is, Ashley, how do you stop an unwanted behavior through applying a punisher? Now, having your balls cut off, yes, that is a pretty intense punishment. Um, a lot of people these days want mine cut off. Um, so I think um, that it's, it's, it's important that you set up a video camera, watch the dog, wait till they do it, remote collar, super high. Next. Jamie, I have have someone walking behind you with a pooper scooper and that's when I was getting a drink of my coffee and it's now down the front of my shirt, LOL. Well, so great. So now she's now she's scarred and burned. Yeah. Great. Great. Thanks to Jack. She's just so injury prone. It's like yeah. It's like so how did you get your chest burned and your arm all all scratched up? Well, I went to one of Jeff's seminars and then I listened to his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Stephanie, dog is worm UTI free. Recent vet visit. Thank oh. you, Jeff. Just heard your tips. We'll follow through. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just keep in mind, Stephanie. I don't want to say patience, but I also want to say patience. All right, because it's young. Next, um, Alicia. My dog barks in the car nonstop. Nothing I've tried makes him stop. Okay, we hear that a lot. Have you tried a remote collar at a high level? Now. A lot of people, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. First of all, there's a lot of misconceptions out there um, on um, uh, on just punishers in general and remote collar in general. So I think that it's important that you, people understand that a remote collar is one of the best training devices out there. It's a communication device. Next. And you can leave that up, okay? Poindexter Park, we're outside a lot. My greyhound is terrified of buzzing bugs and will pace and pant all day. Tried holding him accountable on place, but I have to focus on client dogs too. Any suggestions to help him? Yeah, I Poindexter Park, what I would do is I would use a tie back and tie your dog. So the dog can still get off of place, but he can't like literally roam. And then when he gets off of place, correct it for non-compliance of a known command. Next. Mark, hi guys. My beagle has learned the word no from using the bonker once to get him to stop the leash reactivity. Right. However, he still stops and stares, at which point I say no, and he stops and follows with me again. Great. He still looks back at the dog. So no is working, yep. but how do I get the impulse to react in the first place to stop? Mark, move now, now you move to a remote collar. Mm -hmm. Next. Um, Jessica. Hey, J&J, hope you're well. What would a general protocol for fear aggression GS Fear aggression GSC will lay on his elevated pet cot or Ooh. place at a fair distance away from us and growl? unprovoked in the sense that we're not even paying attention to him when this happens more often it's post feeding late at night yeah. and he does have resource guarding okay. so let's so jessica let me ask you a question why do you think it's fear aggression so i hear that a lot why do you think it's fear aggression that doesn't sound like it's fear aggression to me it sounds like it's aggression just call it aggression or it might not even be aggression. It's just an unwanted behavior. So one of the things is, let's get rid of the resource guarding. I've got a free video on how to get resource guarding. It's on YouTube. Watch that video. It's done with a remote collar. It takes one to three seconds to do. Start there, and then we'll, then we'll, then we'll accomplish that, and then we'll move on. Next. 
Um, Nicole, I have a puppy who is a door dasher. And no matter how many times we practice staying at thresholds, if one of my kids opens the door a crack, she's gone. Is there a good way to work on this? She will stay for me, but she knows the kids opening the door, she bolts. So what you have to do is this. How? So this is a great example, again, of using an applied punisher. You can have the best stay in the world. And I'm not saying you should not work on stay. You should work on stay by default. But you also can apply a punisher to the act of going through the door. Now, we just talked a couple of minutes ago about how dogs go through underground fences, but there's many dogs that don't go through underground fencing. Why? Because it's an uncomfortable consequence to cross the boundary. So you can use the same concept at your front door. They actually make little pods, okay, that you can plug in and place anywhere. If you have a basement and you already have underground fence technology, you can actually run the wire underneath the, the basement right at the door. You can have it, you have that in, every, in any room, okay? And if the dog approaches the door, it gets corrected. Now there's a little bit of training involved. It's but some boundary training, but you can make you can you can do that next. Um, Joyce, hi from California. I have two female Malinois. I know, but 99% of the time they're wonderful together. Only three times in four years has serious altercations. Yep. One set off by the other one yelping when I accidentally stepped on the tail. The high yip set off the other dog, and she went after her. Yep. I'm very careful now, but I don't know how to anticipate when this might happen, so not sure how to prepare. Hoping to see you in November in San Diego. So, Joyce, man, that sucks because it's so infrequent. But guess what you're going to have to do? Set it up. You so, do YouTube videos for so, that. Yeah, so you've got to get sound effects to set it up, set it off, muzzle the dogs up. The one that goes after the yipper literally make it suck to do that. And remember, when a Malinois, as you know, is in drive, they can blow through some pretty serious consequences. Next. Turbocharge, thanks for the advice. I watched all your videos. Thank you so much. Judy, hi, J&J. Start my off-leash training with Balance Trainer Friday morning. So excited. All my foundation skills, thanks to you, Jeff. Thank you. Good. Proud of you. Um, did we say this one was Yink last yes, time? Yes, we did. Yink. Yink. Yep. Thanks for coming back, Yink. While train, We didn't scare him off. No. <laughs> While training on correcting reactively on stopping prey drive, dog gets aroused on moving animals on walks. Should I stop stop playing right. with chasing a ball? She loves this game. Nope. And yes, for now, forever. No, no, no. Because so this is the thing is like you can play chuck it with your dog or fetch with your dog. You can play tug with your dog. You can work your dog and drive. And you can still say you can't chase squirrels. So what you do is it would be no correction for the squirrel chasing. Next. Tyler. Why do you whack dogs with that thing? Mm -hmm. No hate. Tips for my Dalmatian. He's aggressive towards dogs and okay. humans. So here's a, so Tyler, number one, thank you for, for let's address a couple of things. If, if anyone wasn't aware, I'm all over social media right now for a highly edited video that was taken 100% out of context to portray me in a bad light. And unfortunately, the mob has come out against me and people feel like you should never hit your dog. It's like, okay. So Tyler, respectfully, thank you for being respectful but let's let's go let's look at the, through the wording let's actually reverse your question let's reverse your question a little bit buddy thank you for being on the show i really really respect that you want tips for your delamation who's aggressive towards dogs and humans so you own a dog that bites humans and dogs so as you know that is a major problem that is my specialty i've been doing this for 20 years 
$10,000. That's not an ego statement. I just want to be able to give you some context to what I do. The seminars that those were taken out of, those clips, those are our videos. We posted them up. Each one of those clips is anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes long, and everybody's seen one second of them. Those clips have got full audio and written explanation of it, and both of those dogs are highly aggressive. The white Great Pyrenees drags its owner out of her wheelchair and goes after dogs. It would never did that before. It's a new behavior. She lands on her face. In the actual video, the full video, you actually see it happen. She doesn't get dragged out of her wheelchair. We're able to hold it back for her. The black dog, whenever it sees a bicycle, it gets so excited, it turns and it bites its owner. So just to have some context there. Now let's go to your whack your dog with that thing. Okay. It's called a bonker, Tyler. It is a rolled up cotton towel with nothing between it. Can we have one again? No. Yeah, we do. Behind you. It is a rolled up cotton towel. That's all it is, is a rolled up cotton towel. Okay? Now, no matter how hard you throw this thing, unless it is a nine pound dog, you're not going to harm the dog. You're not going to harm the dog. So I'm not whacking a dog with a thing. I am very specifically, which I've practiced thousands of times and have deployed thousands of times, and my clients have done it, and people around the world are doing it. It's not a unique thing. So I'm not whacking a dog with that thing. I'm applying a very precise punisher at the time of loading. Loading is... When your dog, Tyler, say you're sitting here with your Dalmatian next to you, buddy, okay, and a dog walks in front, there is a point where your dog Dalmatian does what? You might think it goes from a zero to 60, but if you really video, if you, if you send me a videotape, please don't do, but if I actually did a remote one-on-one -on -one with you, which I do actually with people around the world, I would help people. There's a pink, there's a moment in time where I can say right there. Both of those videos that the clips are from, it looks like the dogs are sitting there quietly, lovingly, peacefully doing nothing. They were loading. That's the split second before they react. They were loading. Yeah. Now, the dog goes like this. right? Or ears go up, right? Chest goes out. Chest goes out, right? We all know you, what you, it looks so like. So you recognize those things probably. If you don't, start paying, start paying more attention, okay? That's the precursor to the lunge or if the dog was off leash, the attack. That is when you give your dog a marker. A marker is a word we use yes prior to a reward. We use no prior to a punisher. Okay. You say no, neutral. You don't yell, you don't scream, you just say no. Okay? So what you're going to do then is you say no and then you deploy. Now, you deploy it very hard. A lot of people will say, well, the dog yelped. The dog yelped. When your Dalmatian attacks another dog and a person, there's probably a lot of screaming going on. 
you're not hurting the dog. Well, then why does he yelp? Like, my dog went to the vet yesterday and yelped. Like, what's the, it's, it's, it's like, do I want dogs yelping? No, but I also don't want my dog to be attacking. So we have found that this cotton towel is one of the best bad behavior stoppers that there is. They're, they're, they cost, this towel cost $1.32. I've got a video on how to make it. I've got a video on how to deploy it. We use it a very specific way. We're not just randomly throwing towels hard at dogs, doing nothing. All of these dogs are doing something. So I have bonked thousands of dogs, if not more, and I've stopped some pretty intense behaviors. Now, once the dog stops the behavior, now you go to step two, which at the beginning of the show I mentioned, and it's I start then teaching the dog what I want. A lot of people call it redirection. It's that we don't call it redirection because I stop the unwanted behavior and then I train the wanted behavior. Redirection without punishing the loading is not going to work. All right. So I hope that explains it. Next. Cheryl, what is the best way to introduce a six-month-old GSD pup to a cat? He's never been around one. Ideally, the ideally the cat will smack it across the face. And people <laughs> might have a hard time with that, but anybody that has cat and dog and they know the power of the cat, they know that was the best thing. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because I don't know what's going to happen. Chances are your dog's going to want to play with it, and the cat might get pissed off and whack it. If it does, let's see how that plays out next. Courtney said, what is bonking? I just went on just a whole, I just went on a thing. Thank you for asking. So again, it's the probably the best bad behavior stopper, excuse me, that there is. It's fantastic. Now, a lot of people are like, the dog looks afraid. Afraid? Tyler's dog is attacking humans and dogs. Like, don't you think those people are afraid? Don't you think the dog owner is afraid? Don't you think the dog that it's attacking is afraid? So I think there is a time and a place to use fear in training. Yes, I said it out loud. Take the sound bite, put it on the internet, add it to the collection of Jeff Gelman abuses dogs. That's fine. I, guys, I've been doing this for years. This is our 806 show. I had a radio show before this. I just say this because I've been speaking about this stuff for years. This is not new stuff. That video is two years old. This is nothing new. It's not a hidden video. It's not newly discovered. It's just another troll that has decided to get some clicks. So they make this. They want to hate me. And, and, and we go through a couple of months of fucking death threats and hate. But we're still fucking training dogs. I'm still traveling the goddamn country working with people. I'm still doing consults. People that are struggling want help. So that's um, what the bonker is. Next. $10 top chat from slightly better than average Joe. I owe you hundreds for your free training. Turn my 110-pound pit lab from an actual dog killer to one that walks off-leash four feet from a cat and no reaction. I love y'all. So slightly better than average Joe. Number one, you, that's you, amazing. you don't owe me hundreds at all. You are, okay, I'll put it this way. You've, I know you just did $10. Let's we're, 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 call it even, buddy. We're, we're, it's even. We're even. You know why we're even? Because you did all the work. Mm. You did all the work. Jeff so, just flapped his gums. Okay, so when I have the show, I'm the guy with the big mouth. But I actually do understand and do work with dogs. Yeah. A lot of dogs. Okay? So I think it's important that people understand how hard that the slightly better than average Joe has worked in order to make this happen. So I'm proud of you, buddy. Isn't that just the best feeling? Like yeah. you helped me with Wes. Yeah. 
here I am using him as a demo dog now with yeah, clients. Yeah. He would literally couldn't get within a hundred feet of dogs yeah. three years ago. Yeah, I know. Next. Um, Emmy, I have a newly prong collar trained 15 month Aussie poodle mix. He's now great on walks, but do I also need the prong for simple potty trips, mm. vets trips, car trips, etc., or walking only? So Emmy, that's a hundred percent up to you. It's a personal choice to me, to me, walking is walking is walking is walking every i like to turn every moment into a training exercise because also like that here's how about this vet trips walking to the car that's a protocol loading up in the car that's a protocol coming out of the car that's a protocol walking to the vet office that's a protocol you know what when right now you don't walk to the vet office they take the dog from you but still i, I try to turn everything into a protocol so yes would be my answer but again that's personal choice next I lost my spot. Hold on. Um, okay, Lauren, is my five-month-old Doberman too young to use an e-collar on? We threw toys for him to chase in the yard to go get his energy out, but he does a bite and run when he's in between fetches. I have terrible aim with the bonker, and he's running that fast. Yes, you can use a remote collar for that. That's But always say no and then correct. You can also use a stockyard whip. Next. Prairie Pack, I admit I briefly daydreamed about how to tie a a bag back there for Mr. Duck. I will try the potty break early in the walk. Has yard time pre-walk, but didn't think of that. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm sure they, I'm okay. I'm sure they actually make something. I mean, you can get a I diaper. I think they do. They diaper. make like a little bag that they hangs a, under their yeah, ass. Yeah, next. Um, I also saw this thing. I don't know why anyone would ever do this, but it's like never scoop poop in your yard again. And it's a fake rock that you put over the dog poop. It's like, is your yard just going to turn into a a million fake rocks. How many rocks? of these freaking rocks do you have to buy? <laughs> like, my whole yard is plastic rocks now. Like, and do they stay could you there? imagine? Do they stay there in the wind? I don't know. Could you imagine though? It's a lot of rocks in your yard. It's That's like, like how actually do you, shit. How do you like run barefoot? I don't know. I can't believe that's even a thing. Next. Caroline, thank you for the bonker. When can I begin e-collar training on the pup? She's four months, weighs 35 pounds. I want to work off leash, recall, You can start now, but never correct. You're not correcting your dog. You're just using it in addition to your leash work and your food work. Next. Um, Ron, I feel like there should be more to this. I think, Ron, we missed the first part of your it question. It bit her, putting him into his crate. He doesn't like the crate. What do you suggest to get him to go to his crate and begin to like okay, it? Okay, so it's not about liking it, Ron. It's about just not being a jerk in the crate. So what I would suggest you do this is a standard operating protocol. Every single one of my procedures, by the way, are standard operating SOP. So they're SOP, standard operating protocols. These are not unique to, to the industry. Everybody does this. For a lot of the people out there thinking that like, oh, there's a lot of people that have been like, telling me that, oh, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, you should learn how to train from them. Like, if people only knew, they're doing the same thing I am. And I don't name, notice how I don't name names. So it's like, because that's unprofessional. I find it very unprofessional. But like, these are standard operating procedures as far as like remote collar training, bonker, you know, just like clicker training, which we also do. Um, what I would do is long line on the dog, take the long line, put it through the end of the crate. And once it's through the end of the crate, have the another person... <laughs> You're walking up to the crate, have the other person using all the force pulling it, and you just do drills, 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 drills. You name it. Once the dog is going in with all four paws, name it, close the door, open the door. If the dog tries to rush out, close the door. I've got a video on that. Next. Kathy B. Hey, everyone. Hey, hey Kathy. Kathy B. How are you? Cheryl, is six months too young for a remote collar? Um, no, not at all. Not at all. Start, you can start using it right, right today. Yep. 
Karen, why use words? No, don't stop. Leave it. Shouldn't we be teaching the dog that his behavior is negative and not us? You're, but you're not, though. You, you can say the word no. That's It's the opposite of yes. It's called a marker word. Or wait, hold on. Don't stop it. Leave it. The words no, don't, stop, leave it. Oh, I see. I stop see. it. Leave because, it. Because, we, because words have meaning. Words have meaning. So when you say no, and then there's a consequence, you're teaching the dog that that act is inappropriate, that that act is inappropriate. They're not, they're not, they don't become afraid of us. So we deal with a lot of fearful dogs. They came, they, they came in fearful before they worked with us. So this is the thing about fearful dogs. We don't create problems. That's another false narrative out there mm. that when you apply a correction to a dog, it's going to make it like become more aggressive. I've never seen that in my life, and I specialize in aggression rehab. I think I'd like to know, this will sound cocky, but I sort of know what I'm talking about. All right? Like, this is my specialty. So, the thing is, dogs come to us afraid already. We didn't make them afraid. They come to us afraid already. So, that's just the thing. Next. Um, Joyce. Can you go back a bit? Skip my question. No, we, that was the male one. I think the answer was you have to set it up. Yeah, the male that watch, over the yipping. Yeah, watch, watch the replay. Yeah. YouTube videos for the noises. Sound effects. Muzzle them up. Remote collar. Set them up. Correct the dog. I think we answered it pretty lengthy. Next. And then she said thank you. So maybe maybe there's a delay. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Hustle, soul, desire. Hello, Jeff and Joelle. Just checking in and watching for all the great advice you give. So awesome. Thank you. Elizabeth, my 21-month-old GSD. Last fall, I put him in a two-week boot camp. Had my daughter's dog from Aug John. August through January. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is how literally I read stuff. I'm like, what? Like, Aug to John. me? I'm it's, like, is this another language? No, like, no, no, it's a European country. <laughs> you never know, man. Right, right, right. Actually, <laughs> it's actually, it's right next to Colorado. It's I'm actually like, in the U.S. I'm like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Just from, reads everything from, on the teleprompter. I got my dog from Og John. The Og John Silvers. It's the name I'm of the restaurant. I went from two-week boot camp uh, to August uh, to January. Right, right. Yes. He is completely untrained now. I have no idea what to do. So, uh, well, first of all, I, I, what's the deal with your? Is it your daughter? <laughs> yeah, that's her daughter. Yeah. Dog. So, so you know, what's the what you know what's the deal with that? So, I think that that I'll go back up to the thing so I can read it again. Last fall, I put him in a tweet boot camp. I had my daughter's dog from August to January. He's completely untrained now. Um, oh, oh, oh. Which okay. one's no, 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 untrained? No. The dog that she trained. Okay. The dog, your sister's dog destroyed all the training that your dog has. So you've got to go back to the beginning and retrain, but it'll go much quicker. Next. Oh, yes. the second. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Sue, Jeff, Joelle, you're amazing at what you do and share with us. The seminar was awesome, and I appreciate it. My bow or boo, whatever you yep, want to say, yep. is becoming the best dog I've ever had. Thank you. Awesome. Sue, is great That's to have so you good. there. That's so good. Tyler. Um, so he likes he likes an odd he likes seizures techniques where you tap him on dog on the back. This is the thing. Just remember that that's a highly edited show. And I'm not saying that's good or bad at all. Okay? I'm not saying it's good or bad at all. What I'm saying is, unfortunately, tapping the dog on the back, now we you can do that's not in you historically historically that is not enough of a punisher to stop aggression if it was we would be doing that okay i would do what works i would do what works so but if you're comfortable with that though
then do that. Try that. Try both. So what's great about this is try both and see which one works better. That's what's really cool about that. Next. Helen, you too rock. Wish I would have found you a year ago. I'm so grateful for your videos, which has helped my confidence along with helping both dogs. We're still working on leash reactivity. So leash reactivity, what I would do is I've got a lot of like, so listen to a lot of my words, do some of the things that maybe you think are yeah, a little bit uncomfortable with that. I don't blame people. It's like, you know, leash reactivity sometimes takes some harsh consequences. A lot of people will say, train a better heel. News alert. They're not connected. Nope. Okay. News alert. You can have an impeccable heel. That's got nothing to do with leash reactivity. Leech reactivity is leech reactivity is leech reactivity. It's a separate thing. Next. I also have a dog that literally has no obedience at all and isn't leech reactive. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Benjamin, it's a shame YouTube throttles shadow bans your content. Such great expertise. Recommend your channel to all the dog owners I meet who struggle. I always hear Iggy is so well behaved. He's amazing. Yeah. So this is the thing. All thanks to your channel. Thank so you. So thank you. So, yeah. So right now, you have to keep in mind that every single video that I put out, even the, I, I homeschool my son, you know, so our son, my wife and I son. So, um, so I homeschool him. He comes to work with me every single day. And, um, and my assistant, Kristen has been jumping in and helping me as well. So he's getting a lot of really, really good training. I'll put up a video of how I, you know, him, like him and I doing, you know, math work. People write hate on that video. People report that video. So every one of my videos gets reported. I get reported. Um, so it's I've just become an easy target. So no matter what I do, I'm the enemy. It's a straw man theory. So I've accepted that. I've accepted it. So the, the biggest issue is, is that if someone's about to put down their dog and we've got free content that can help them and they can't find it, that's the sad part. Mm -hmm. That's the sad part. So... I don't make a living off of YouTube clicks. I make a living off of my seminars, my board and train business, my consulting business. I don't make a virtual living through mm. through YouTube click, you know, clicks. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. If, if someone did, kudos to them, kudos to them. But what I feel um, I'm a little bit more concerned about is dogs are dying every day and they're not dying because they don't know basic obedience. They're dying because people cannot stop unwanted behaviors. Next. Emmy, if a client desires to train with you, but also feels uncomfortable, hesitant with such approaches like bonking, are you still open to finding another approach to correcting the dog's no, issue? No, it's not about finding. No, I'm the expert. No, if they don't like people, first of all, that has never happened. By the way, it's never happened. The benefit of being so transparent, like I am, everyone that hires me knows exactly what they're getting into. It's discussed prior. Angelo, it's discussed prior to any type of contract. I'm not going to hold back what the dog, what the dog needs the most, not what the owner is uncomfortable with. Now, at my seminars, if somebody tells me that they don't want to do something, I won't do it. It's a seminar. It's different. But if you want me to stop and unwanted to behavior, you have to let myself and my staff have and they know exactly what we do because why they have to do it as well. We teach the owner how to do it. So people that hire us, hire us for a reason. It's so funny when we'll put up a photo of um, like the New Jersey seminar, we just put up a photo of, and someone will say, 
Do you know? No, no, someone will say, I had a great time and learned so much at your seminar. And then someone will comment with that. They'll put a, the video up. This is how this is how ignorant people really, really are. And the sheep like, you know, um, you know, uh, woke and, you know, lazy people are is they will put up a video that edited video that's going around TikTok right now. So somebody went to my seminar, they learned a ton. And then somebody underneath it says, oh, well, we have to tell you about Jeff Gelman. It's like, they just spent two days with me. They saw me bonk dogs live, probably six feet away from them. They saw me use a remote collar. They saw me work with dogs with all kinds of issues. That's why they came to the seminar. And with all of these people in the last 10 days that have been sending me all this nasty stuff, I would really love to see their dog's behavior. Now, if they've got a good dog, that's wonderful. But let's have some empathy for the people that are actually struggling out there. Mm -hmm. They need help. They need help. So I'm glad they've got a good dog. But how about for the people that don't? They need help. Next. $20 top chat from Crixus. You have helped me so much. I'll never forget you guys. Thank you, Crixus. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That was very kind of you. Tyler said, thanks, mate. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for jumping in. Thanks for being respectful. DD, my two-year-old German Shepherd got loose, went after the neighbor's dog. Oh, Collar had lost power. I wound up tearing wound up tearing cartilage between two sets of ribs trying Jesus to break Christ them up and was pretty injured and on my own for the next week with my German Shepherd. Something changed though. She now scans constantly and yeah. pants from what I believe being anxiety quite often. Tips? Yeah. So what you're going to do is you're going to start working on duration work, duration down, duration place, remote collar. Believe it or not, this goes against a lot of what people would rationally think. A remote collar for anxiety is incredible. It is an incredible tool. Next. Um, Courtney said, thank you so much for your help. You're welcome, Courtney. Jill, hi, Jeff. Someone recently told me that the correction stem of an e-collar is supposed to represent another dog correcting with a bite. I have a hard time with no. that reasoning is I don't think that is the intent of an e-collar. I couldn't find any actual info supporting or opposing that opinion. So this is the thing. It's like, how about this? It's just, it's just, Jill, it's just a ridiculous comparison. No, it's a ridiculous comparison. So if you have to give a high level correction stim on a collar, you, you proceed it with the word no, you use the stim, it's uncomfortable to the dog and dogs respond to that. Yes. So you have a lot of these people out there that are like, don't use pain to train. Really? Can we have some context to that, please? Do I, do I use pain discomfort to get a dog to do sit down place? No, absolutely not. Stop aggression? Yes. And then there's this whole thing about you should never train a dog with fear. Okay. Again, context, please. We need to have context. So if my step one from teaching my dog not to bite my kid is to inflict discomfort and make it afraid of a consequence, is that so bad? Let's have a rational discussion here that's not based on emotions. Is that the worst thing in the world? Because the alternative is death to a lot of these dogs. The alternative is death. Like, let's talk. I work with dogs in the real world with real behavior problems that are unusually life or death situations or being rehomed. This concept that these are poor, innocent animals is the biggest load of crock of shit I've ever heard in my life. That doesn't mean 
dogs aren't great. That doesn't mean dogs aren't wonderful. That doesn't mean I don't love dogs. I love dogs. But you know what I love more? I love humans more. And dogs are causing harm to humans in many ways. Dogs are causing couples to fight. They're limiting who they can have over their house. Do you know how many people own a dog that cannot have guests over their house because of their dog's behavior? Friend, their, their kids can't have friends over because of their dog's behavior. They can't leave the house because of their dog's behavior. They can't find any place to board their dog because of the dog's behavior. So my job is to make the human have a better relationship with their dog. And I'm not going to go by a set of supposed rules. I'm going to go by with the most effective treatment there is. Because that's the responsibility of a professional dog trainer. Next. Lynn, why do people call you for using a bonker once, yet they will go for months, years, fighting with pulling, choking the dogs? It's a no-brainer. Thanks for all you do. Yeah, it's ironic that that if you, your average dog on a slip lead drags its owner down the street, choking itself, causing massive tracheal damage, but you throw a soft cotton towel at a dog, proceed with the word no, and it stops the normal to behavior, and people don't people have a problem with that. They call it abuse, but the dog dragging the owner down the street, that's okay. Irony. Next. Elena, yes, 100%. A cat slap to a dog is the best thing. Haha, <laughs> I've fostered so many. Thankfully, my 15-year cat slaps without hesitation. Yeah, I'm so that's the best example of an applied punisher. So nature is a great example of an applied punisher because nature is unemotional usually. It's unemotional. Like the cat doesn't give two fucks, as they say. Next. Travis, but can never seem to demonstrate a better way. I don't know. That's well, those about, are people but. that usually say that, yes, there's a different way to do it. It's like, then show me. Mm -hmm. Then show me. It's like, we're about to do, we're doing a leash reactive workshop this uh, Saturday. There'll be 17 or 18 out of control dogs that all want to put harm on people or dogs all in the same room together at once. We document all this. We videotape it all. And by the end of the four hours, actually like within two hours, they're all lying down next to each other calmly. The owners are there. That's why people are coming to these seminars. People are struggling with their dogs in a higher degree than they ever have before. Next. Melinda said, you guys are amazing. Thank you. Robert, sorry, Emily. I don't know if you covered it. Could you just cover how you got Clifford to act like he did on day two? That's exactly what my 210 pound English Mastiff used to do. Still breaks out, but nowhere the amount he used to. Bob in Wyoming. And do you ever make it to Denver? Um, we have. We do not make it to. Well, there's nothing scheduled for Denver this year. So, so what happened on day two with the dog? Clifford, he started being normal. Today's day two, right now. Oh, maybe yesterday. Yesterday's, yesterday's videos. Um, once I took the leash, he growled at you and got kind of nasty in the airlock, remember? Got it, got it, okay. And we addressed it there. And so what do we do is this, we apply to Punisher, Robert, yeah. on day one, the first day the dog was here. Because this is the thing, we can't have that dog lunging at humans and lunging at dogs. And we've got a room full of people and a room full of dogs here. So we need to address, address that immediately, and we did. So there was one a, second. There was a bonker involved and a remote collar involved. One second. No consequence. You know what? You know what Clifford did? Okay. Okay. Literally, literally. He didn't say okay. It's not Clifford the talking dog. Okay. He just said, okay, great. 
Wonderful. Now we can start training you what we want to do. Using food. Yep. He's doing fine. Yep. Calmly in his kennel with yep. other dogs out yep. working. Yep. He's doing great. He's doing great. But it's that step one. A lot of people are shying away from the step one. I've been teaching step one for 20 years. I just keep saying that because I've got the data that supports everything we do. And I think it's incredible. And also the fan base that we have. That's why I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. Like people have said, Jeff, you probably should stop putting these videos out. Well, first of all, that video I didn't put out. Someone's, that's my original content that was edited. So technically that's copyright infringement, technically. But that's another story. <laughs> the point is I'm not going to because it's helped so many people. Even that video has helped so many people. Next. Vicki, hi, J&J. Looking forward to Saturday's reactivity seminar. What do you recommend that we do to prep our dogs for a 20-hour car ride? You're coming from 20 hours away? Wow. Holy shit. Vicki. That's like probably might be the furthest. What was the Australia one? 36 hours. Oh. Someone drove across. 20, damn, though. Someone drove. That. That is the, ooh, I don't know. Somebody came to my Frederick. I think someone drove 25 or 26 hours mm. from the Midwest, like way out, not Chicago, but farther west. Yeah. Maybe Wisconsin to Frederick, Maryland. Wow. Yeah. All right. So how is she going to get her dogs ready? So um, bring snacks, um, mason jars for potty time. What I would do is, you know, obviously, I don't know how well your dogs understand duration work. So duration work, such as place or down. Um, what I would do is I would make sure that you're prepared for lots of, you know, potty breaks, you know, stop to stretch your legs. Um, it's it's a little bit of too short notice to prepare. You've got a day, two days, three you days. You can crate them in the car. So that you, helps. you can crate them in the car too. Yeah. Next. Kara, the trainer teaching the bite work told me the same thing. Work on bite and drive before obedience. I see the consequence now from all the obedience I did with my dog off the bat. I was really... It was really interesting and I learned a yeah. lot. So Kara, it's funny because it, that, a lot of that stuff is opposite of what we do. Like you want to work the dog in drive. You want to put the dog in drive. We don't take drive away from the dog, but we want the dog to actually be working out of drive and to shut off drive immediately. And then also learn how to control its drive. So we work a lot on impulse control, which is also state of mind. Next. Lauren, thank you so much. Y'all are so helpful. I've learned so much from watching your videos and live awesome, chats. Awesome, awesome. David Smith, glad to see you too. Can't believe that shit cropped up again. Just unhappy people. I introduced Bonker to a client last weekend and they're so happy. Yeah, so David, you know, thanks for the kind words. This is the thing, David. Joel and I have talked about this numerous times. If I'm going to be the guy that is honest with, with, with all of you, and I am, and I'm not the only one that bonks, I want you to know that, guys, it is actually quite popular in the dog training business. I want everybody to, un to fully understand that bonking is quite popular. Correcting dogs is quite popular. Instilling discomfort to stop an unwanted behavior is extremely popular. I'm the only one that freely talks about it because I am being transparent and honest with you. And there are many trainers out there who blatantly deny it, but they're they're like, but I know how they train. You can't you well, you can deny it, but it's not ethical to deny it. Because it's a disservice to the owner. But anybody that works with challenging dogs, with dangerous dogs, I assure you, there is discomfort used. There is fear used. Not in all the training, 
We used a ton of food, a ton of rewards. Clifford's a great example. Day one, there's 86,400 seconds in a day. On day one, Clifford got three or four seconds of applied punisher of discomforts. The rest was all reward-based. Now, day two today, it's been 100% reward-based. Yep. So out of six weeks, which is approximately 3.6 million seconds, probably less than 20 of those seconds out of 3.6 million will be unpleasant physically. Now, let's talk about mentally. The dog was in such a bad mental state being reactive like that, no one seems to want to talk about that. So it's not just a physical aspect of the behavior that the dog is doing. It's also what's going on upstairs. It's also limiting the owner's life. So we, I have an obligation as a professional dog trainer to also take all of that into consideration. The, the physical behavior of the dog, the mental state of mind of the dog, and the quality of life for the human owner. All of that has to be intertwined. And then we need to train the dog. We need to stop the unwanted behaviors. We need to train the wanted behaviors. And then we need to train the owners. All of that also is intertwined. Next. Elizabeth, I've basically given up because my husband will not participate in training and Winston does whatever he wants. And not and constantly runs me down. I'm black and blue from head to toe all the time. Sorry, military. She had a no-notice deployment, so he will learn again. Or is it too late for me to do it alone with no husband support? Well, you're not getting any husband support anyway. So, your husband's military? No, her daughter. She took the daughter's dog. That's why. Oh, okay. So Elizabeth Hugo, write down her name, please. Okay, write down her name. Email me, Elizabeth. It's easy to find. Email me. I'll give you a pro bono thirty minutes. Of, of consulting because your daughter who dumped a dog on you. So that pisses me off a little bit, but she's military, but she's military and I'm a huge advocate for our military. Okay. Next. David said, cheers, Braun Burgundy yet. <laughs> it's what I do, David. Can't Let's help it. Um, Karen, how do dogs learn your opinion? Is there a few out there? So I think dogs learn through a few different ways. They learn through being taught, right? I think a couple of dogs, usually historically dogs learn what to do through a reward-based protocol, and they learn what not to do through a punitive-based protocol. I mean, that's the simple version of it. That's a simple version of it. I think also dogs learn by what works. So they, will, they learn things by default. In other words, if nobody's looking, I can get away with this. Like, I won't countersurf or get into the trash if there's somebody in the room. When somebody leaves the room and I get into the trash and I'm successful, well, now they're learning that when there's nobody in the room, there's success, which is a reward-based protocol. Now, if you have a video camera on the dog and a remote collar on the dog and you left the room and you saw the dog get in the trash and the dog got a consequence for that, all right, got a consequence for that, the dog would learn, holy shit, 
even when no one's in the room, there's a consequence. The trash can is hot. They learn through that. So I think dogs learn through consequences. They also now learn through repetition. They learn through consistency. That's how they learn in a, in a, in a nutshell, in a nutshell. Next. Denise, I've been trying everything to stop my four-month-old three-quarter Great Pierre and one-fourth Anatolian Shepherd from biting. My hands and arms are raw. So the breed of the dog doesn't matter as much other than this is going to be a huge dog. Mm. Okay. So it's 16 weeks old. You would say no and bonk the dog very firmly. You can also say no and scruff the dog. Now, that gets a lot of haters. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you should never be physical with a dog, especially a puppy. You have a terrible relationship with a dog. Newsflash, everybody. Denise, who is going to have a 125-pound plus perimeter-guarding, livestock-guarding dog who is genetically, genetically kills coyote and wildlife predators, Okay is biting her hands and arms. It's not a breed characteristic for that dog to bite a human. So, no consequence. The bonker is going to be your most powerful one. Also, there's going to be, there's a lot of other factors in play. You also have to make sure you're teaching a lot of the dog things as well. Watch your affection, lots of structure in the dog's life. I mean, we just do, like, I'm not just sitting around bonking dogs and shocking dogs all day long. And, or what people say, hitting dogs or abusing dogs. It's a very, very lengthy process we do. Mm -hmm. So there's also, like, how you run your household, how you run your dogs, what freedoms they have, what limitations they have, what are you training them, what else are you stopping them from doing, what's your exercise routine. What's the diet? Now, none of that stuff is going to necessarily directly affect the the biting, but you got to do it anyway. Next. <clears throat> Helen said thanks. You're welcome. L. Bachman, are y'all earlier today or am I off schedule? No, we're, we're earlier we're early. today. We're earlier today because we've got to get back. We, it was either earlier today or we couldn't do the show, so we decided to go earlier. Benjamin said, disgusting. It is sad. Glad you put dogs first and continue to produce so much content. Thank you. Oh, I was going to disgusting. But About YouTube which, throttling yeah. us and stuff. Yeah, it's fine. So this is the thing. So people have to understand that we're in an age now where technology, where technology is determining what we see, obviously. And so if anybody can hit the subscribe button, hit your subscribe button now, hit your notification, hit your notification. Engagement oh, helps okay, too. Engage with Comment you. on our stuff. Okay, comment on our stuff. Um, also, you can join our mailing list. Go to our website and join our mailing list. Be on our Facebook page. Be on our, our Instagram page. Interact with us. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's just the way, it's just, it's just the way it is. So this is the thing is I am fine with Parts of it, I'm not fine with other. So my battle is not to battle big tech. My my battle is to to get information out to as many people as possible. Now, unfortunately, big tech is, tech is throttling that for me, but it is what it is. So we're always looking for alternative resources on that. Next. 
Jillian, thank you guys for what you do. I've learned so much from your videos. No aggression with our three dogs. Just wish we could deal with excessive barking. Haha. <laughs> so remote collars on the dogs, or if anything, just bark collars on the dogs. Next. Jennifer, any tips for socializing my dog? Honestly, I have anxiety about dog introductions yeah. ever since a friend got sued for a dog bite. Yeah. I know this is my issue, but I worry about dog introductions because I have a mastiff. I don't allow her at the dog park. Listen, idea. hold on here, Jennifer. What did she just say? When you say it's your issue, it means you've got anxiety. Even if you are cool, calm, and collected, an intro can still go bad. The problem is, I don't know you, I don't know your dog, I don't know the other dog that it's going to meet, and I don't know the other owner. It's a coordinated effort. Today, we had a client today, and we did an introduction to their dog with two of our dogs. One pushy, one, one not so pushy. And it went fantastic. Next. Tyler, does tone of voice matter? Um, I like to say, Tyler, good question. I personally like to say neutral. No, bonk. I let the bonking yell. I want the remote collar to yell. So we all know, we all yell at our dogs. If you don't yell at your dog, you're probably lying. A lot of people yell at their dogs all the time and the dogs stop the behavior. But if you want to really instill fear in your dogs, yell at your dogs. They'll probably be afraid. Mm -hmm. That's the thing is like a lot of people are like, you shouldn't use the bonker because it'll be fearful. But meanwhile, you're yelling at your dog. Yelling at your dog makes the dog fearful too. Mm -hmm. So it's like, which story are we going to stick by? Right. Which 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 one is it? Are you against the tool or are you against the actual, like, the dog being in fear? Next. Um, Joyce, I'm the expert. Love you, Jeff. I mean, do I know everything? Absolutely, positively not. Nope. Never claimed to. Am I learning new stuff? Yep. According to a lot of people, I need to learn a lot of stuff. But I think our body of work shows that we know what we're doing. Next. Um, Brandy, yes. People don't understand. So good dogs are being euthanized due to people who are not training correctly. Right, right. Exactly. There's a lot of dogs that are easily rehabilitated. For instance, there are dogs in shelters that are resource guarding. They're resource guarders. Okay, resource guarding means the typical one is the, you put their food bowl down and they growl over the food. If you reach for their food, they'll bite you. That's your typical resource guarder. But a dog could, a dog could guard anything it deems valuable, including a person, including a person. So we fix, we fix resource guarding in about three seconds. We don't, it's not about suppressing it. It's about we literally stop it cold in its tracks. Next. Pat, what part of the body and how hard would you bonk a five-pound chihuahua? Throw it or keep it in your hand while bonking? Um, a five-pound chihuahua, I would probably use a washcloth. and I can make tiny bonkers. You can make tiny bonkers, and I would – you have the option of it's, – it's so low to the ground, I would deploy it. Next. Denise, exactly. Benjamin, thank you, Jeff. You're welcome, Denise. Brandy, any suggestions for e-collar beha behavior? Um, I'm not quite sure. I need, I need some more context to that. And yeah. a remote collar can be used for everything. Train a behavior and stop a behavior as well as work on the dog's state of mind, close and far away. I need a little bit more. I need a little bit more information from you. Next. Emmy said, thank you. Your responses were helpful. Oh, you're welcome. Julie, hi, J&J. &J. Sorry I'm late. Much love to both of you. Um, hi, Julie. Julie. Thanks, hon. Um, Emmy said, thank you for all your responses. No judgment on my end. Thank you. Yeah, even if there was, that's fine. I don't mind being judged. Guys, so all this hate that I'm getting, and it's, I've gotten probably about 5,000 
pieces of hate in, in a minimum, in a minimum. Oh, probably even more than that. Probably more at this point. I think I think the I think the last petition that they did two years ago had half a million signatures on it. Yeah. Half a million signatures were on that petition from from two years ago. So, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of petitions out there right now as well. And I think I'm observing this. I'm I'm literally looking at this as like this is an interesting. I'm not trying to trust me, I'm not trying to create a social experiment. I don't enjoy getting all the hate, but I'm looking at this almost like from the outside, looking in mm. at this, just whole this whole thing unfold. And then I'm watching like other trainers put up hateful videos too about it because it's almost like if they don't. So in the last 20 years of my career, not quite daily anymore because people know I don't mention names and dog, dog trainers. You'll never hear me mention a name. I mean, I mentioned Caesar's name. He's a celebrity, you know, but I don't ever mention another trainer's name and I don't watch videos and critique other people's videos mm -hmm. unless it's a client who's like we're doing a consult yeah. with and that's what they're paying me to do. Jeff, please watch this video. This is me working my dog. That's a client, a not a dog so trainer. Client, right? So I've got a couple of rules because I think as a professional, that's the professional way a professional behaves. So I'm always amazed at other people that will like post my video and then like rip it apart or they will make videos um, hating me. And the reason is, is because if they don't do that, then what you're doing is you're saying, well, then you agree with me. Mm -hmm. So if you don't make a hate video of Jeff Gelman, you're an abuser too. It's all yeah. part of the whole, you know, you know, the culture out there, the cancel culture is it's like forcing you you have to make a video against Jeff Gelman or you're as bad as Jeff Gelman. And that's the mindset. That's what we're seeing now. So I'm just sitting back watching all this unfold. You learn a lot about human behavior. It's really interesting. And then another thing that I've been observing lately, and, and for all my wonderful female fans, and we're about 87% we're about female out there, is I would say that 90% of the hate that I'm getting and it's pretty, it is extremely violent and vile and aggressive hate. Interesting. It's very interesting. Is from, is from females, which is fine. This is data. This is not like a chauvinistic statement. It's data. Like I've got the emails, like they're literally in a file. Like I'm saving all these emails because I'm actually going to probably publish them one day. It, it's a very interesting book. Um, and I sit back from afar and I look in and I realize that this, all this hate is actually not for me. This hate is actually not going towards me. Listen to this, listen to this without any, listen to this with an open mind, everybody, without thinking I'm attacking anybody because I'm not attacking anybody at all. I'm not attacking anybody at all. I just remind, I just remembered this from two, 2002. That's 19 years ago. Mm -hmm. 2002. Okay. I was highly involved with helping. I did a backpacking trip to stop domestic violence. Huge fundraiser I did for domestic violence. So at one point I was very involved with, and I still feel strongly about obviously anti-domestic violence. Okay. So I'm very, very familiar. I've got six daughters. Okay. I know the statistics. Okay. So 
let's walk through this. I'm getting all this hate from predominantly women. Who is the hate really targeted to? Who is the who are these emails? <clears throat> well, the the answer to that question is gonna be how emotionally charged they are. Or no, how whoever's reading it, how emotionally mature you are to be able to break it right, down. Right. So I actually can take a two-sentence email and break it down into at least 10 different phrases and really decipher them. I'm reverse engineering a lot of these emails because I'm, it really interests me a lot. A lot of these emails are actually not for me. Mm. They're for ex-husbands, ex-boyfriends, ex-bosses, possibly their father. That's who the emails are for. This is not a disrespectful comment. It is not a sexist comment at all. It's psychology 101. And it's interesting to observe because I am literally stopping aggression with a soft cotton towel and it doesn't warrant the response that it's getting. Right. And it's really interesting. So if somebody wants to flip that and say, Jeff Gelman says that all these women that are hating him are actually people with unresolved anger issues and you want to make a big stink on that and that'll be the next hate campaign, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But what it actually is, is there's actually truth to that. A lot of people have unfortunately not yet worked and we should be taught. We need to talk about, talk about this more is that there's a lot of unresolved anger that people have. And this has been a really rough year for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So there's unresolved issues. That a lot of people are struggling with, and I've got so much respect for, for that, but it's really not towards me. And people can say that it is. No, no, no. It, it is you, you, Jeff. We actually do hate you, which is fine. But it's not fine because hate is a strong word. Mm -hmm. You actually shouldn't have hate in your heart. No. You should have understanding. Mm -hmm. Okay? So it's been it's a been been a really interesting couple of weeks. I'm more I'm really I find it fascinating actually. I'm finding it really fascinating. Next. Um, 10 euros from Benjamin Buckley. He said all the best. Benjamin Buckley, he sounds like a... Uh, I love that name. You, you, Benjamin, you sound like a storybook hero. I know. Hero. Benjamin Buckley. He sounds like a storybook hero. Love it. Yeah. Do people call you Buck for short? Yep. Next. Um, Tyler, you make so much sense. Unlike some trainers. Haha. -ha. Yeah. I hear that a lot because I'm, I'm, I'm a simple person with simple solutions. Next. Benjamin, your advice and putting it into practice totally changed my attitude toward fear training. Fear is a loaded word. When you take the emotion out of it and look at the results, how dogs live happier lives, how the owners love spending time with their dogs, you see the benefit of discipline. Yeah, I think it's really, really important. And I think that, I mean, we, we, can, we, we can make it as simple as when you see a speed camera, you slow down. My heart drops into my stomach. Right. You know why? Because I speed a lot. Yes, I know you do. I am, They have instilled the fear of God into me for speeding right. because I've gotten so many tickets in my life. So you are changing your behavior. Absolutely. Because of fear. Yep. I'm paranoid now to turn right on red in Providence because yep. you never know. It's like, is this one going to be right. not right on red? Well, is this one? The sign is always behind you. It's always you. behind me. The behind sign's always behind you. Right. So I just wait now and horns are beeping at me and I'm like, but you I'm, still, but you still don't know. I'm not turning. But you still don't know. It could be, it could be just a bad driver behind you. It could be just a bad driver behind you. So I think, oh. I think that it's, I think that it's so important that we understand that fear is a valuable tool mm -hmm. 
in the rehabilitation process. Yeah. So, excuse me, excuse me, sir. If you don't stop smoking, you're going to die. That is a fear-based statement. Mm -hmm. If you don't get off of drugs, you are going to die. Honey, if you keep coming home drunk, I'm going to leave you. Like, these are fear-based. Fear is a powerful motivator. motivator. Yeah, it is. It is a very powerful motivator. Now we also are talking about animals. Mother Nature instills fear in animals. That is how they survive. A dog is an animal. It's also actually a predator. I don't quite understand if people know the power of some of these dogs. Unless you have seen a true dog fight. Not one that you can like just throw, yeah. not just throw water on the dog. Mm -hmm. But like a true dog fight where a dog will die. Yeah. It is horrific. Like there's a reason why you see the videos and like there's a whole pack of wolves eating something a giant bear shows up and some most of the time they scatter. Right. Fear. Just shows up. Just shows up. Just, just shows up. Yep. Fear. Fear. It yep. keeps them alive. Yep. Um, we're not going to battle it out with a gigantic grizzly bear today. Right. Exactly. Right. Why? Because they know they might die. Like we chose to domesticate these animals. We must teach them to live in our world. Yep. 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 Um, Tyler said, stop pulling on a lead. Do you pull back hard? So Tyler, I've got a bunch of videos you can watch. Get yourself a prong collar. What? Get yourself a prong collar. Watch the prong collar video. How to how to what size to use? How to how to size it? How to place it? How to condition your dog to it? And then how to use it? Also watch our social our social our space space on social media our spatial pressure video. All available for free on YouTube. Next, Karen, leash reactivity or learned aggression. What is your opinion on the role the handler plays in driving it, or do or do you? You say you use tools, which is fine, but maybe educating the owners what not to do to trigger the dog in the first place. An example, seeing a dog approaching and pulling the dog close with tension on the leash. Right. Dogs are becoming more dangerous, absolutely, but they are simply a product of their surroundings. Right. They're only as good as the person at the end of the leash. Okay, so a couple of things. So Karen, great, fantastic, wonderful question. I spend a lot of time on human education. Mm -hmm. That's what this show is. That's what this show is. All of my videos are based on human education. Why? Because I'm not working with the dog. Keep in mind, though, that a lot of people get dogs that already have practiced unwanted behaviors. So they need help. I spend a huge amount of time on human education. Huge amount of time. So it's no big deal that I could train the dog. I need the owner to also be able to train the dog. So I spend a lot of time on human education. This whole show is based on human education. So everything that you just said, I also, I do. And I feel strongly about next. Brandy, I can appreciate you as a person coming first. However, my dog's needs definitely come before people in general. So we're talking about two, that's apples and oranges. Those are two different things. Yeah. So my children's needs come before my dog's needs okay but my dog's needs do not come before my needs because i need to take care of myself first or else who's going to take care of everybody in my family 
So when I say I care more about people than I do about dogs, I care about their quality of life. Now, dogs are the Trojan horse. If I can help them with their dog, I help them with their quality of life. Next. David, it's so funny. The Force Free Squad thinks us balance trainers beat the dogs into submission. LOL. It's still 90 to 95% positive. Yes, it is. Especially and it is with us too. Next. Nicole said, yep, I remember that. Uh, Wingo Woofs, got it. I've missed most of this. Hope to catch the next one. Love your work. You can also watch the replay. Next. Ben, hi Jeff. I have a six-month-old German Shepherd that won't stop chewing the couch. How would you correct her for this, please? Thank you. So number one, there's a couple of things. Where you know where are you? You know where are you when the dog is doing this? So we're a big fan of creating dogs. Second of all, set the dog up. Remote collar on the dog when the dog goes to chew the couch, correct it. Apply discomfort to the dog. Next. Um, Aaron, I'm working with a trainer for my reactive pup. She's recommended your videos so I could see the bonker technique. Understanding appropriate use of corrections has changed my relationship with my pup. Okay. It's been the difference between having control of behavior or having to euthanize her. Thank you for keeping your resources open to public. You're welcome. And, and whoever your trainer is, we don't mention names here. Um, I just find it on, I just don't want to do that, but tell, tell your trainer. Thank you. Helen, any ideas on how to stop a dog that urinates in the basement due to separation anxiety? So Helen, what I would say is create your dog and then keep your dog upstairs and then also work on a bathroom schedule. Next. Jamie, dogs learn the same way humans do. Touch a hot stove burner and see if you do it again. Right. Not too many dogs run into a wall or a tree the same time. They do sometimes in drive when they're chasing something, but a lot of times they don't. Denise, I've scruffed her, but not yet bonked. What about remote collar? Um, you probably let's see it. Sixteen weeks old with that. You breed, have a good memory. How do you remember the dog that she's talking? It's about? a Pyrenees Anatolian Shepherd. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. So sixteen weeks old. That's a that dog's probably at least 25, 30 pounds. I would imagine you could use a remote collar next. Um, but I would bonk anyway. Still, Betty, my German Shepherd barks at cars. Looks stressed when it comes walking with. She is terrible. What can I do with it? I'm watching you from Poland. So let's see. My German Shepherd barks at cars and looks stressed when it comes. When the when the car when the car come. comes. So what I want you to do is this. You're going to work on a better heel. Now, so heel. The way we do heel. Watch the spatial pressure video. Our heel. So we're pet dog trainers. We don't do competition heel. We have dogs that actually walk behind us. Okay. We would. We have dogs that walk behind us. So. When you got that, you put the dog into follow mode. When a dog is in follow mode, their whole, every energy changes in them. You, if you could actually watch them go from more from alert mode, remember they're predators, their eyes are in front of them. They're, they're, they're hunting for things, putting them in follow mode. They're following now their state of mind changes with the state of mind being calmer. Their fear level goes down next. Sunshine canine training. Hey, Jeff and Joel sending so much love. Thank you. Thank you. Georgina. Our chocolate lab is suddenly growling at us. She used to be loving. Now I'm scared of her. She lunged at me the other day. She's 22 months old. Nothing has changed around the house. She also is aggressive toward our cat. I'm heartbroken. So Georgina, that's going to be a one-on-one. -on -one. So I offer one-on-ones. I'm not doing this so I can, you know, get one-on-ones. You know, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is there's, a, there's something is going on. There's something going on. I, I can probably connect the dots, but we would have to have a lengthy conversation. Next. Um, canine girl. Oh, wait, hold on. There's more. Let's see. 
Annie said, miss you guys. Glad to see your faces. Thanks, Annie. Sheila, thank you for all your help. You're welcome, Sheila. Tracy, why would anybody hate you guys? We think you're awesome. Because I think, <laughs> why? I mean, I, I, I understand why people do. I mean. We talk about the stuff that. We talk about the stuff that, go ahead, I'm sorry. It makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. I think that anytime, it could be my personality. You do have a very strong personality. Okay, it could be my personality. A lot of people don't like that. Um, it could be professional jealousy. Um, there's a lot of trainers that maybe don't like the fact that all my seminars sell out um, that actually have a following. Um, there's a lot of misinformation out there about me. There's what about a, dog training in general, though? The dog training world in general is a pretty toxic world. It's a very toxic world. Like if you if you look up any Google it right now, how to stop aggression. It's going to be all the nicest, sweetest stuff. Oh, use food, redirect it, have strangers feed your dog. It's a good sell. It sounds so good. But it doesn't work. But then the stuff we talk about, it's so polarizing. Yeah. Like what? Like when 99% of the stuff that you're fed on the Google is telling you the total opposite of what we preach. It's easy to like be like, no, there, no, right, we're not going there, right. Like, and we see that we see that in the hate that we get in the comments that we get. You should never use fear. Your dog should never be afraid of you. It's like, you know, I think, I think that, well, what do you want your dog to do? And also, you know, a lot of people have made comments that well, you should start them when they're young. Again, that's lack of empathy for people that they just adopted a two or three year old dog that has got these behaviors that maybe they were lied to about. So now what? Right. Like we were a lot, like we didn't. And we, they've grown into it. Right. They've no, had six years of practicing no, yeah, this behavior. Nobody told us the dog had separation anxiety. Nobody told us the dog was dog aggressive. And we don't want to get rid of the dog. I mean, it puts people in a lot of place. Or they, they try to return the dog and the shelter says, well, if you return the dog, we're going to kill the dog. Yeah. So it's like that that's really makes it hard for people to, to do. In the first place, the dog probably shouldn't have been adopted out. Mm. But I think... Humans can learn, though, a lot of stuff. We have many, 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 many people on this show just tonight alone who have literally transformed their dogs. So, next. Canine Girl Training. Hey, J&J. My two-year pity went from almost put down at the shelter, me adopting him, to him getting along off-leash in the house with my old female healer. She was put down last week, old age. Oh. How do I keep my pity somewhat socialized now? I'm not ready for another dog, and I work my ass off getting him used to my female. I'd hate to lose that work I put in. So I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm so sorry about your loss. Um, I think I think that what's really, really important is try to find, you know, I mean, I mean, I put it this way. My dogs don't need friends. They have each other. But try to find maybe a, a colleague or someone else with the same ideology as you that has some skill set and knowledge of dogs and animal behavior and set up some play dates next. Raymond, Jeff, you're a good man. You have helped thousands of people and dogs. I appreciate your efforts. Please keep up the good work. Thank you, Raymond. And I'm not stopping. I'm, in fact, I'm doubling down. In fact, we just came up with a new show idea. We've got another show that we're going to be, we're going to be testing ourselves um, to see what, see the flow of it is. Again, referring back to that one person, I forgot her name, I'm sorry, who was talking more about like human education. It's all based on human education. Next. Ronnie, we know how professional and talented you are. The people that have met you both in person and utilize your expertise are the ones that truly count. Yeah, so Ronnie, thank you so much. And like, and that's, that's the mm -hmm. thing. It's like, there's this, I guess I've become easy to hate. Yeah, you have. 
I become easy to hate. So, and then once the, the way it also works is <clears throat> again, going back to psychology 101, it's when you, when you identify, when you put a label of dog abuser on Jeff Gelman. So now I have this label on me as a dog abuser. Okay. So obviously people hate dog abusers, correct? So the label of dog abuser is put on me. So now it's easy to hate me mm -hmm. without anybody doing any research yeah. because he's a dog abuser. Yeah. So of course we hate dog abusers. So we hate Jeff Gelman. Um, so that's another thing that like, again, that's an interesting thing. It's an in interesting, it's an interesting study on the human, on human behavior, how they don't actually do research. I got one email this week that said, yeah, I heard all this stuff about you, but I decided to do my own research. And I actually found that actually what you say makes a lot of sense. One. Yeah. <laughs> I know. One. I know. I got one. 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 Yeah. It's like, well, that's, you know, that person is rational. Next. And like they say, like, I think I, I already said this phrase today, but this, I heard this, this phrase resonates a lot with me because I've been there. Like the teacher will appear when the student is ready. Like until you've lived with these dogs and have walked in the shoes of an owner of, with an aggressive dog, you don't understand. No, you don't. You don't understand. And we, I've, we, I've had many clients, many clients who have said, you know what? I used to be like, if I would have known about you, Jeff, I would have hated you too. But now I really appreciate you. So my, I like, have two, my own person. Burton was my first dog. Right. Walked on a slip lead. Right. Never needed a prong or an e-collar. Mm. I say no. And he's like, Okay. Right. I don't know if I even taught him like, no, right. Just my tone of voice was enough. And then I got Wes. Right. Total opposite dog. I'm like, who would have ever thought I would need aggression rehab, an e-collar tool structure. What do you mean? My dog can't just run all around my house and like, right. just be right. calm. Bert, Bert can. What do you mean? I have to teach my dog how to be calm. Right. I didn't have to teach Bert how to be calm. Right. You were just calm. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. You never, you, you, never you know. know, you never know. You never know. I know you are, but what am I? I said deep. I agree, my man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. All right, guys. Um, we had a lot of questions Damn. left. Yeah, so sorry. Sorry we couldn't get to everybody. Um, next week, we'll do a show. We'll do a show. Let's do another one. Let's fucking do one tomorrow. <laughs> we could. Uh... Yeah, this could be a good week for shows. And maybe we'll do one this weekend. We'll see. Anyway, guys, it's been a pleasure sharing time with you. I must say, I feel honored, blessed, and humbled to constantly share knowledge and to share my words with you. For all of you that have been, that are at the beginning of your journey, I want you to know that there is an end to the tunnel. For all of you that have made great progress, I want you to know, congratulations. Congratulations to everybody. To the people that are first time, there's a lot of first time people on here. Thank you for your um, professionalism, your respect, yeah. your kindness. Um, you know, I, I, I'm always respectful to other people, and that's all I ask in, 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 in response. I don't agree with a lot of people, but there, it's, there's, there's, there's a phrase, I guess we're going to have to, you know, agree to disagree. 
which does not mean that you want me dead and I want you dead. But this last week, um, I'm seeing a lot of people that don't feel that same, have that same attitude towards life. That also brings out people say, well, does it bother you? What it does is I have huge amounts of empathy for people that are struggling. So I look at that as a struggle for someone. And I look at that as, and I turn that into empathy because I have, I have huge amounts of empathy for humans that are struggling in life. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to be passionate about something. Oh yeah. It's okay to be passionate about something, but there's also something that can be taken to the extreme level. Yeah. And I think being extreme could be, Oh, it all depends. And we have to put some context to that, but the extremeness that I'm seeing right now, the extremeness of the meanness, you know, it's like t-shirt logo hat, you know, wear it backwards, you know, um, has been really, really interesting. So I'm not going anywhere. Jeff Gelman, Sally Canine Training, madly in love with you. Joelle, thank you again for a wonderful, wonderful show. And Likewise. maybe we're going to do a surprise show for everybody this week because we've gotten a ton, a ton of new followers. Yeah. A ton. That doesn't mean I'm enjoying the hate. Um, trust me, I'd rather not have it. <laughs> but the good thing about that is if, if, 99% of the people that are just discovering me are hating me. But if 1% of those people we can help, I'll take that. I'll take that because I can have a positive effect on their life. All right. And even if you don't like me, um, believe it or not, I still love you. Sorry, I do. Maybe you don't want my love. Maybe you won't accept it, but I do. I love you. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Good night. Take, take care.